We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. We are live here on a Thursday in Blue Gold Week. So we only have a couple days away from the Blue Gold scrimmage that everyone gets all excited for, of course. As fans, we get our real first initial look, you know, outside of the media, obviously, because Brian and uh, we have had access to see a little bit of the practices, a couple, to see a little bit of what we can expect for. But for the fans out there, outside of some nice videos that the Notre Dame media department puts out there to get us a little tease for the 2023 season, this is our first opportunity to see a little bit of what the 2023 Notre Dame Fighting Irish might look like a little bit. So we're excited for this Saturday, of course. And we now know, of course, what the teams on each side are going to look like. This morning, if you aren't on the boards at irishbreakdown.com, the premium message board at irishbreakdown.com, you might not be fully aware because Brian was keeping us updated in live time what the teams were going to look like, what the draft is looking like. And, of course, at irishbreakdown.com, there's also a nice article out there that breaks down both sides, including players that will not be expected to be playing in the game. So we thought, what better than to have a little bit of instant reaction to what these blue, what the blue team looks like, what the gold team looks like, some strengths, some spots that we're really curious to look at. And then, of course, this is our kind of our primer for the blue-gold game. So we'll be giving you guys what to look for. And... Brian, I know we I – I think a good way – I'm Ryan Roberts, Brian Driscoll. You guys all know us, right? Hit that like button, subscribe, five-star reviews, all that good stuff. You know how to do it there out there, folks. Brian, it, this is a really fun time of the year, but it's also a little bit of a bittersweet time of the year, right? I mean, we get the big look at the game. We get to be back in Notre Dame Stadium, see what the product potentially is going to look like, sort of, going into the 2023 season. But, of course, this means that it's the end of live football for a little bit that we'll be able to watch and really get into the mainstream part of the offseason, really kind of evaluating this team, getting into the you know the summer workouts, into the fall, all that great stuff. But So it's a little bittersweet, but I will say this, man. This is a really exciting time, especially watching the Blue and Gold game. A lot of families are going to be obviously in – out there in South Bend, Indiana to see a little bit of the game. People will be watching on Peacock on television. 
a lot of fun and a lot of excitement. But I think a good way to start this before we kind of talk about the rosters and who drafted who and all that great conversation, we shouldn't get too over the top on reactions to blue and gold game. We've seen in the past, sometimes MVPs of the game, you're just like, okay, you know, that that guy maybe, that doesn't translate to being a star at Notre Dame. So or, reactions, or, grain of salt, yes. Or people freak out about how a quarterback plays because he goes like two of five. And then all of a sudden that guy, the next year, oh, they're screwed if the starting quarterback gets hurt. Man, if Malik Zaire gets hurt, this team is screwed. This team is done. Did you see how Deshaun Kaiser played in the spring game? He got played out, about played by Montgomery Van Gorder. And then Malik gets hurt, unfortunately, and look what happens. Deshaun steps in and, and has a pretty darn good year, leads him to the Fiesta Bowl. So but what, what you all have to understand, too, is last – we we this is what I was told by multiple sources going into last weekend. Like the 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 scrimmage, the game that's going to determine depth charts going into the fall, going into the summer, they already had. That was on Saturday. I was even told that the defense spent some week, spent some time this week working on the option, right? Just a couple Navy days, I was told. Right? Somebody said, Brian, tea with honey. Trust me, bro. I I got that. I'm all on top of that. Um, but that this is meant to be fun for the players. This should be something that's fun for the fans. And that's my hope is that we can all look at this as like, this is meant to be fun and not like a, you know, if, if, if Sam Hartman plays great and Tyler Buckner doesn't, it doesn't matter if Tyler Buckner plays great and Sam doesn't, it doesn't matter if they both play great. Great. Wonderful. If they both play bad. Okay. uh, It's going to be a boring spring game. Like every other spring game I've watched so far, (laughs) it's a very boring spring game so far this year. And I have some opinions on that. You know, college teams are going to want fans to keep, you know, packing stadiums with tens of thousands of people, yet you treat the spring game as if it's like not even a glorified scrimmage because you've already had your big scrimmage, and now it's like 20 dudes are out and you're not playing half your team and, you know, you're having a running clock and all this other kind of stuff. So, But uh, it's going to be fun uh, to watch these guys in action. And as long as we have the right frame of mind on it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting to see. It's going to be our first chance to, as you mentioned, Ryan, to really see a lot of these guys be in the roles they're going to be in in the fall or at least get some of the snaps. Guys, we haven't seen get a lot of snaps. <clears throat> you know, guys that maybe we're not expecting to, to to play a big role are going to get a chance to kind of come in and and do a little something. But it's a cap of the spring, and that's that's what I'm looking for. It doesn't mean that there's not things we can learn about right? I mean, there's a lot we can still learn about this team, but it's just a small part of the process, not some some end-all, be-all driver of the narrative for the next three months, and that's, that's really the big thing for me is the big takeaway. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And, and although Blue Gold Game scrimmage big producers or guys that don't have great outings, it always isn't a great indicator. It can be a good indicator sometimes, right? I mean, if Sam Hartman, I mean, if Tyler Buckner, for instance, goes out there after having a great spring and he balls out in the blue gold game, that's like that reaffirms what we've been hearing as far as the spring that he's been having, right? So there is a lot of things that we are going to be able to take away from this game. Just the, you know, let's, let's all be wary of not taking too much, right? There's, there's grain of salt context, for all of these situations and all these players. And we also get a first look at some of the early enrollees that will be participating. I mean, we'll talk about the wide receiver group at some point today. And there's three different early enrollee wide receivers that I am extremely excited about to see live and in person. So there's a lot of fun things that we're going to be able to see, a lot of things, a lot of players that we're really going to have our eyes close on. Well, Brian, I think a good place to start here is, of course. I want to. I, I, yes. I want to. I, I have some evaluations first because we're gonna we're gonna okay. dive into the roster here, Ryan, and I'm gonna have you kind of go over go over the rosters here real quick. But um, I will say this: I think Sam Hartman's gonna have a heck of a year at quarterback for Notre Dame. I'm not drafting him as my GM with some of his <laughs> personnel decisions that he made. Yes. I'm 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 somewhat kidding because it wasn't. It was like the entire group, but it, the the draft process was was. It was pretty fun. It they they did it. I, I thought the way they did it for those that didn't watch, they essentially once a guy made the first pick, he set the, the they're now going to draft that entire depth chart. So when Sam Gold Team <clears throat> Sam Hartman won the toss over Tyler Buckner, <clears throat> excuse me, and he won the toss and with the first pick he took started with the running backs and he took Jabron Payne over Audrick Estime, and then uh, so then obviously the Gold Team took Audrick Estime. Or the blue team took Audrey Estime, and then the gold team then got to start at um, start next at receiver. I believe they went receiver next, Ryan, if I remember yeah. correctly. And the blue team had the first pick, and he took Tobias Merriweather. So uh, it, it was it was interesting the way it went out. It was kind of like it was a, it wasn't a snake in regard to like the positions, but it was snake in regard to like a little bit different. Who starts and, it off? Yeah, and who starts it off? Yeah, but uh, it, it was fun, right? It, it was a lot of fun, and the players had some fun with it, and. You know, I, I like the way that they kind of went about it. You know, hey, we're going to draft these positions first. And there's some really interesting takeaways from that, and that's what we're going to kind of discuss first, right? But I want to I want to have you, if you could, because I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do it. If you could just uh, kind of go through just the, the, the rosters here real quick for the, for the blue and the gold team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, 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 I'm going to list off every part of both rosters, blue and gold, I think a good way to start is that these players I'm about to announce were are not going to be active in the blue yeah. and gold game, so Thank they are you. not a part of either squad. So running back, Logan Diggs, Jadarian Price, Chase Ketterer, and Chris Velado at running back will all not be participating in the blue and gold game. Wide receiver Jack Polian, tight end Mitchell Evans, Eli Raritan, Kevin Bauman, Justin Fisher, Charlie Selna, Barrett Libentritt, Ty Chan, an offensive tackle, defensive lineman, Devin Houston, who's been out this spring, Jack Kaiser, linebacker, Prince Kali at linebacker as well, Cam Hart, Christian Gray at corner, Thomas Harper, Ben Minich, 
Adon Schuler and Eddie Scheidler. They will all not be participating in the blue and gold game, so they are not a part of either roster. Just kind of want to put that out in the universe first. Let's go to the gold team, who had the first overall selection, as Brian said. That is Sam Hartman's team, who is the captain of the gold team. So that, that roster is as follows. Sam Hartman and Steve Angeli at quarterback, as well as Dylan DeVezin, who is the walk-on uh, play, uh, quarterback that joined the roster this offseason. Yes. Ryan, they did say during that that he's probably going to have a green jersey on and play on both teams. Yeah. They said that about him and I believe one of the other tight ends, um, Andrew Yanishak. Then he also said some of the offensive linemen are going to go both ways as well on both teams. So we will see some guys rocking green jerseys. Yep. Yep. And it makes complete sense because there's so there's two quarterbacks on each side, and then Dylan would be a third. So rotating both right. sides. And then there's a small amount of tight ends available in this game. So that also makes sense in that regard. So Sam Hartman, Steve Angeli, Dylan Devezin, who's going to go both ways for the goal, rest of the gold squad is Jabron Payne, who was the first overall selection in the draft. Sam Asif, and at wide receiver, we have Jaden Thomas, Jaden Greathouse, Matt Salerno, Leo Scheidler, Alex Whitman, and Chase Dixon. The lone tight end on the gold squad is Davis Sherwood. Offensive line is offensive tackle, Joe Alt. Offensive tackle, Emil Wagner. Offensive guards, Billy Shrouth, Rocco Spindler, and Quinn Murphy, as well as center, Zeke Carell. On the defensive side of the ball for the goal team, you have Javante Jean-Baptiste, the defensive end, as well as Alexander Ehrensberger and Aiden Gabira. We have Jordan Batelho and Joshua Burnham as the Vipers. Defensive tackles, you have Donovan Heinish and Tyson Ford, as well as the nose guards. You have Howard Cross and Aiden Kiana Anna. Linebackers, J.D. Bertrand, Jalen Sneed, Jay Nosberry, and Trey Reeder. Safeties, Xavier Watts and Ramon Henderson. And the cornerbacks are Jaden Mickey and Chance Tucker. And Lorenzo Styles is listed as an athlete. He will play both cornerback and wide receiver during the game. So that is the goal team, as well as Zach Yokum, Chris Salerno at kickers, and Michael Vincent is the long snapper for the gold squad. Blue team, who was led by Tyler Buckner as the captain. They have Tyler Buckner and Kenny Minchie. As the quarterbacks on the blue team, Audrick Estime is the lone running back on that roster. We have Chris Tyree, Tobias Merriweather, Deion Colsey, Rico Flores Jr., and Braylon James as the blue team wide receivers. Tight ends, Holden Stace and Andrew Yanashak, who Brian said will most likely be playing both sides on the gold and the blue squad. Blake Fisher and Tosh Baker are the offensive tackles on the squad. Offensive guards on the interior, we have Andrew Kristofik. Sam Pendleton, Brennan Wicks, centers, Ashton Craig, and Pat Coogan. And then on the defensive side of the ball for the blue team, Nana Safamensa, Kobe Anyuk, Junior Tui Lamaka as the Viper, Riley Mills, Gabriel Rubio as the defensive tackles, as well as Jason Onye as the nose guard listed on the roster. Maris Loifal, Nolan Ziegler, Drake Bowen, Preston Zinter, and Jerry Rulo as the linebackers on the team. Safeties, DJ Brown and Marty Auer. And the cornerbacks, a pretty deep cornerback group in Benjamin Morrison, Clarence Lewis, Ryan Barnes, and Isaiah Dunn. The kicker punter on that squad will be Bryce McPherson. And long snapper will be Reno Monteforte. So, 
Those are the rosters for you all. And again, yeah. if you guys want that, go to irishbreakdown.com. If I went a little too fast for you, if you want to look at yourself, I know I'm a visual learner. So if you want to go back right. and take a look at yourselves, please do that. Please do that. So interesting rosters though, Brian. I mean, there's a lot of takeaways I think that we can come from this. One, I think you made a great point to start us off here. If there's ever a time after hopefully a long NFL career that Sam Hartman wants to get into player personnel and scouting. I don't know if he would be my first ship on that candidate. I just don't know if he would. Be very honest. Maybe we could take him up north to the CFL. I don't know how that stuff works. Yeah, it, but I'm not sure he would be picking my football. And, and we're kind of sure. we're kind of joking. We're blaming Sam for it. It wasn't Sam picking. I mean, it yeah. was the whole group. We're just busting his chops a little bit. And I am hiring Tyler Buckner as my GM because he put a loaded offensive skill group together. Uh, yes. And it was it was interesting too because like some of these guys were already on teams. Yeah. So like when the like the gold team for example, Sam Hartman was already on the gold team. Billy uh, uh Zeke Carell was already on there. Javante Jean Baptiste was already on there. Jordan Patojo was already on there. They were part of the picking crew. Howard Cross was on there. JD Bertrand was part of it. Ramon Henderson was part of it. And then on the blue team, you know Tyler Buckner was already there. Chris Tyree was already on the blue team, which made that when when the blue team also got the first pick at receiver, you're starting off with Chris Tyree and Tobias Merriweather. And then he gets Deion Colsey. So, so he's got three receivers before Sam and the gold team are making their second pick at wide receiver. Uh, so uh, Andrew Christophic was our, and Brennan Wicks were already on the gold team. Nana, I believe Nana's on our blue team. I believe Nana's on the blue team. I don't think he was there. There was a couple okay. of kids not there because they had class. And I, and I, and I'm just guessing that Nana's on the blue team, basically the way that the, it was constructed since Javante was on the gold team. <clears throat> Riley Mills is already on the gold team. Maris is already on the gold team. DJ Brown was already on, and Clarence Lewis are already on the, the, the excuse me, the blue team. So that that kind of factored into what, who you're going to pick too, and it made it very interesting. Like the gold team, where Jordan Jordan Patel was already on the gold team, and he picks Josh. They picked Josh Burnham first, which I yeah. thought was very interesting. Yeah, it's so, it's 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 very interesting. Up, but I mean, they opened yeah. up the. They decided to go Viper. They could have yeah. picked any position they were picking first that round. They could have picked any position, and they decided to go get him. So I thought that was I thought that was really interesting. I thought and I thought that was fun to to, to look at it that way. But when you when you evaluate it, Ryan, you know, look, this is a, a warm up to the season for the players. This is your warm up for your draft evaluation. So let's kind of go through it, man. Let's break down the draft. My overall takeaway: uh, I thought that the gold team definitely has the best offense, and uh, I mean, excuse me, the best offensive line. Yeah. It's going to be Joe Alt, Emil Wagner at guard at tackle. You're going to have Billy Shrouth, Rocco Spindler, Quinn Murphy at guard, and then Zeke Carell at center. Yep. And then I also thought they had the best defense, overall defense. Uh, obviously, like Javante Jean Baptiste and Jordan Patelho and, jo- and uh, Josh Burnham as your Vipers. I mean, as your three kind of top three ends. You've got Howard Cross inside. You've got Donovan Heinish and Tyson Ford are going to get a lot of snaps. And then you got J.D. Bertrand, Jalen Steed, Jaden Allsbury as your linebackers. I really like that linebacker crew. And then, of course, Xavier Watts, Ramon Henderson, Jaden Mickey, and Chance Tucker is your secondary. I really like that defense. Really like yeah. that defense. And you have Lorenzo Styles is going to get some yes. the corner as well. Yes, so. and at receiver. So you have to think yeah. about him as part of that receiver crew as well. So, you know, we talk about is there going to be any speed guys on the gold team because they got a lot of quote-unquote possession guys. they got – Receiver, they got Jaden Thomas, Jaden Greathouse, Matt Salerno, and then three walk-ons, Leo Scheidler. I don't know if you've ever seen Leo Scheidler play in high school. He's a really good high school football player. He's one of those kids I always tell you about, Ryan. Like, There's some walk-ons in Notre Dame that if, if they were to go to like a 
smaller school or a smaller level, they'd be they'd be really good football players. He he's a good football player. Uh and uh you know and then of course Lorenzo you have Lorenzo too so I'm very curious to see what Lorenzo's gonna be doing. Yeah flip side's true on the other side Ryan and that that skill talent at St. Tyler Buckner is going to have some dudes now. He's got some dudes around him on offense skill wise. Well, well I was gonna I was gonna say I mean because I kind of wanted Sam Hartman to be able to take some shots in this game right like I want to see his deep ball a little bit I, I don't know how much we're gonna get I mean Lorenzo Styles can obviously push the defense vertically but I mean in again like Jaden Greathouse can win the ball down the field and contest the catches, as can Jaden Thomas at times. Like, it's not that they're, you know, they're inept at creating some big plays, but they're definitely more short intermediate separators. They're definitely more physical guys, guys that are going to create separation with route running and being physical dudes. Like, that's kind of how they do their work. So Sam's got that really short intermediate impact at wide receiver. On the other side, Tyler, who we obviously we want to see the consistency in pushing the ball down the field all the time. Because, I mean, if you look at the South Carolina game, he was able to obviously hit Brayden Lindsay on the one big play. But that's been something that we wanted to continue to see mature. He's got a lot of guys that can push the ball vertically. I mean, you got Chris Tyree, and we'll get our first look at Chris Tyree as a wide receiver on a you know somewhat full-time basis, which would be fun. But then you got Tobias Merriweather and Deion Colsey who are both 6'4-plus, guys that can win the ball down the field, guys that can average a high yard per catch average. I mean, we saw Tobias' lone catch last year with a 41-yard touchdown. We know Deion Colsey also has that Maurice Stovall-ish type of talent where he can win the ball down the field as a contested catch guy and has a little more speed than you would anticipate as a 6'4.5-plus guy. And then also they got Braylon James on their, on their team too, Brian. So I'm like, man, I think Tyler's going to go out there. It's going to be like, be, away, baby. Well, <laughs> you know what's funny, Ryan, is like everybody's, oh, I wanted to see Sam Hartman throw it deep. And I'm like, why? You've seen Sam Hartman throw it deep a million times. That's like the one thing we know he can do. If I'm And I'm being serious for a second here. That's the one thing we for sure know he can do. What I want to see him do is can he efficiently run the offense in the short to intermediate stuff? That's yeah. what his roster is built around. And and with Tyler, it's like, okay, we know he can run the RPO game. We know he can do that. But can he can he consistently attack the ball down the field? Well, yeah. he's going to need to do that. So you're actually putting these quarterbacks in situations where, you know, they're going to have to play – they're going to they're not going to be able to play to their strengths in this particular yeah. instance. And I, I, I do think that the offensive line – units were interesting too because Tyler's not going to have quite as good of an offensive line situation but it was it was man but the, but skill wise he's going to have Audric Estime, Chris Tyree, Tobias Merriweather, Deion Colsey, Rico Flores and Braylon James and Holden Stace <laughs> I mean come on that's Very some dudes match. to work with man that's some yeah. that's some dude to work but it it was fun to watch them because did you see like that they were like doing some trash talking and like the when they would offer trades, they'd look up and their team like, no, no, don't do it. You know, <laughs> it was really it was a lot of fun, man. I think the kids had some fun with it. And and that's why when we're picking apart the rosters, we're just having some fun with it. We're not like Absolutely. actually being critical of the picks that they made and we're not reading into. Hmm, I wonder <laughs> what it means that so and so got picked. Maybe that, you know, just, we're, not, we're not doing that. It was, we're just having yes. some fun with it. But but in all serious, the, the seriousness part is that 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 Tyler is going to have some dudes to, to throw to and. Kenny Minch is going to have those guys to throw to as well, because yeah. obviously he's going to be getting a chance to play a lot as well. But I'm, uh, I like how the corner, I like how the secondary was, was set up too, Ryan. I think there's some very interesting aspects to that. 
getting a chance to see Chance Tucker and Jaden Mickey play opposite each other in the, in the game and that kind of thing. There were some other things, too. There were some rules in the game that we should get uh, be clear. It's going to be four 15-minute quarters. He said that the running clock will be at the discretion of the head coach. I imagine that'll mean second half. You're going to see yeah. a running clock because yeah. they are limited on guys. Uh said they can only blitz one every four snaps in the first three quarters. He said fourth quarter, go win. So we're we're, we're, like we're going to see that in the fourth quarter. Uh, we'll see a lot more pressure uh, pressure on the fourth quarter, and so I think that uh, those are just some of the the rules. Uh, kickoffs are there will be no kickoffs. They're just going to start possessions at the thirty five or twenty five. Did you say twenty five or thirty five? I forget what he said. I think twenty five or thirty five. I, I forget. I, I thought it was twenty five, but I could yeah. Be wrong. And then no, but he did say punts and punt return will be live. So that'll be interesting to see. See a lot of those kids running down. So I yeah. say I say the one thing I, I I do I am looking forward to seeing the 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 linebacker battles because you got Mayors Nolan no I was corrected it's Nolan Ziegler is, is a proper way to say that Nolan Ziegler, uh, Ziegler Drake Bowen and Preston Zenter at linebacker and then the other one has J D Bertrand um, Jalen Steed Jay Nalsbury so we're gonna get a chance to see a lot of the young linebackers especially Jack Kaiser not playing in the game. And again, as we've told you all, Jack's had a great spring. I'm curious to kind of what happened. Uh, somebody said ball will be on the 35. It'll start on the 35. Okay. Uh, but uh, he's had a great spring, but it'll be good to get some of those young guys some some playing time. And, I, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm going to be shocked if we see a lot of J.D. Bertrand in this game, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't think you would need to. I mean, he's a known commodity at this point, right? Like there's obviously, there's obviously stuff that he can improve on. We every But that's every person – ever any player ever i mean there's guys that are 10-year nfl vets that still have things to improve on like that's just but he's more of a known commodity to your point i'll say this brian because i mean you made a point about the secondaries i mean the blue squad i think no it's the gold squad excuse me the gold squad having xavier watson ramon henderson as their starting safeties it's pretty nice they also got Jaden mickey and chance tucker as their corners so that secondary is pretty good on the gold squad, blue team obviously has on their side, they have DJ Brown, Marty Hour, excuse me, as the safeties, but they have a deep cornerback room in Benjamin Morrison, Clarence Lewis, Ryan Barnes, and Isaiah Dunn. So it's going to be interesting to watch the secondaries to your point. One spot that I'm really excited to see is, man, Tyler Buckner might have a bunch of dudes to play with at wide receiver, but he's going to be dealing with a lot of pass rushers on the other side of him, man. Yeah. I mean, you got Javante Jean-Baptiste, Alexander Aaronsberger, Aaronsberger excuse me, Aiden Gabira, and we talked about Jordan Batelho, Joshua Burnham, Howard Cross, Tyson Ford, Donovan Heinish. That's a deep defensive line, yes. man, and that's a twitchy and, defensive line, and too. you got Jalen Sneed, who's going to be rushing yes. the passer as well. So I'm very curious how they're going to how they're going to use him in a scrimmage where he can't blitz a lot. So yeah, and I think it'd be good for Jalen to kind of get a chance to go out there and hey, look, we know you can blitz, but let's go out there and make sure that you're, you know, you're able to play in the base defense as well. So it'd be good for him to get some of that work in. But it it, it, was, it was it was kind of looking at the rosters, Ryan. There's a lot of guys I'm looking forward to seeing where some of these injuries are, are major bummers. Like I hate to hear Jack yeah. Kaiser's out. You know that's a bummer, but it means we're going to get a chance to see Nolan Ziegler and Jalen Sneed and. Jaden Osbury and Drake Bowen and Preston Zinter a lot more, you know, and, and those are, sure. those are certainly things I want to see. Yeah. I would love to see Cam Hart in the spring, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Chance Tucker and Jaden Mickey get a ton of snaps, you know, sure. so it, it's going to be interesting to see how, how a lot of this goes, but I am looking, I was, I was bummed also to see that Mitchell Evans wasn't playing uh, lo- a lot of guys. Say. 
Yeah. A lot of those guys that some surprises about them being out, but it's going to be interesting, Ryan. It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a fun game. So uh, let's, Ryan, let's kind of next, let's dive into the, what to look for in this game. You know, things that we actually will be looking for. And I think the biggest one is just clean health. You want to come yes. out of this thing just with no more injuries. Yeah. You've had enough nagging ones and some other things pop up. It'd be nice to kind of come out of this spring with saying, okay, no, no nothing new. Like remember last year, the Logan Diggs got hurt in the blue gold game. He hurt his shoulder in the yeah. blue gold game. Don't want to see anything like that. And we were correct yesterday, Ryan. We said we didn't think that Logan will play, and he's not playing, which is smart. You already know who Logan Diggs is. Yes. And I'm just curious. And I here's the thing. I think we're going to see a lot of throwing in this game because of there's two running backs total <laughs> on the two teams. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling backs. it will not shock me if the two running backs are both wearing green jerseys and they're just yeah. playing on both teams. It would not. That's just my opinion. But yeah. what this is, what this means, Ryan, is we're going to get it. I think we're going to see the ball thrown all over the field. I yep. do. I think we're going to see a ton of throwing and, and having some fun with it. And the big thing for me, Ryan, the thing I am looking for, because I mean, once the, once the whistle blows, it's it's fun, but it's meant to be competitive as well. Sure. I want to see the playmakers on the perimeter making plays. That's that's one of the biggest thing I'm looking for this spring, Ryan, in this game. Yeah, and I think that Jabron Payne is obviously a beneficiary of, unfortunately, there being four running backs out in this game, right? I mean, he's going to get a lot of touches. First overall pick, too, man, so he's got something to got something up to live up to, man. I'm excited to see what Jabron Payne brings to the game, and it's going to be exciting. But I think the clear being a clear bill of health, Brian, is like a it's, – it's massive. I mean, I was just looking at the injury list again. I mean, you have four running backs out in this game. You have six tight ends out and four what safeties. What is Jared like Parker this? doing with his tight ends, man? I'm man. saying this jokingly, but like, yeah. good lord, what crazy, is going man. on? It's crazy, man. Four running backs, six tight ends, and four safeties out. I mean, most of these guys are guys that we knew about. Like Logan Diggs has been limited. Jadarian Price is still coming back from the injury. We already knew about Ben Minich and Thomas Harper being, you know, obviously Eli limited and, and Don Schuler. Yeah. Like, Kevin we knew, yeah, we knew a lot of these guys, but again. Be nice with there being a decent injury list for this game to be able to come out and showcase, you know, exactly what, you know, the bill of health, I think, is a big thing for me. Want to see him throw the football around, to your point as well. You know, I mean, we have two quarterbacks that we're very excited about. I mean, three, actually. uh, Four, actually. I mean, we can't forget about Kenny Minchie and Steve Angeli on both sides of the coin as well, right? So the quarterback position, I think, is going to be a big one. And we already broke down a little bit of the wide receiver units. You know, on one side, on the goal team, you have guys that are more of the possession type, big body, physical types of the Jaden Thomases, Jaden Greathouses of the world. And then you got the Tobias Merriweather, Deion Colsey, Braylon Jameses of the world on the other side of it. So can Tyler Buckner make a lot of big plays? What does Sam Hartman's timing look like as far as being in the new offense for the first time? It's going to be exciting to watch, man. I'm really excited to see what these quarterbacks look like, what this passing game looks like in general on Saturday. Yeah, and 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 you know the, the thing for me too, Ryan, is as I as I mentioned, I, I really want to see what these receivers can do. I, you know, in the past, the blue gold games have been kind of boring, and I thought last year they tried to throw it around a little bit, and and I want to see them throw it around a little bit again this year. I, I really do. I want to see them take some shots down the field. I want to see the RPOs. I want to see them having some fun, getting creative with it. Cause I mean, it's fine to see the quarterbacks right playing, but I want to see the receivers play. It's going to be cold. It's the winds. It's going to be windy. I want to see these guys step up and play in some adverse conditions, to be honest with you, because 
the the weather would make you think you're probably going to want to run it more, but the makeup of your rosters is going to be that you're going to have a hard time running it a lot. Sure. So it's going to be it's going to be quite interesting. It's going to be very interesting. I'm also really interested because uh, with with how the offensive lines are formatted, it's going to be really fun to see some younger guys amongst uh, you know a couple of the veterans alongside them, which I think is going to be really fun. I mean, like I think on the gold side, for instance. You have Joe Walt at left tackle, who's your mainstay. You know who Joe is. But you get to see Emil Wagner at right tackle, you know, most likely to begin this game, and that'll be fun. And then you get to see Billy Shrout, Rocco Spindler, along with Zeke Corral in the middle. So, yeah, you have the two veterans in Joe Walt and Zeke Corral, but you got a couple of these younger offensive linemen on that squad that you get to kind of directly relate to them and compare to them a little bit. I mean, I will for sure be watching Emil Wagner to see kind of how he is faring as a right tackle, right? Because there's going to be a time, and we've talked about this, where Joe Walton Blake Fisher will no longer be in this program, at least one of them probably after next year. I mean, it, it, we'll see what happens with it. But it's going to be fun to watch them on in that coin. And then on the other side of it, from the offensive line perspective, we, we've seen Tosh Baker a ton at this point. He's a veteran. It, but to have – Sam Pendleton for the first time in there to have Ashton Craig. I don't know why, Brian. Maybe it's just the uh, the, the the football purist in me. But I'm really excited to see some of these young offensive linemen, man. Like I know who Blake is. I think that Blake can take a step forward, though. But I certainly know who Joe is. I know who Zeke Corral is. But I'm excited to see guys like Sam Pendleton, Ashton Craig, Billy Shroud, Emil Wagner. Like that. I want to see those young those young offensive linemen in this game. It's like it's not an easy position to be in to be in these spots where you kind of have to formulate offensive lines a certain way because there's a lack of numbers and, you know, kind of you're mixing and matching a little bit. But some of these guys, I think, have a chance to play. I mean, we're going to see Andrew Kristofik and Sam Pendleton and some of these guards against Howard Cross, for instance, right? You're going to see the other side against Riley Mills and be able to really test against some veterans, which I think will be fun. I think the thing that I did like, Ryan, and I know there's some concern about, you know, the offensive lines not playing together and all that kind of stuff. And as I've reiterated, that scrimmage already happened. The uh, the scrimmage where you're evaluating the play of your entire line already happened. That happened Saturday. But what we did see is the right side and the left sides are together. So Andrew Kristoffic was already on the blue team, and they drafted Blake Fisher. So you'll see Kristoffic and Fisher playing side by side. That right now is the projected right side of the line. The left side projected is is Joe Walton and Billy Shrouth. They're going to play together. And the other thing I like too is that Billy, the Billy this spring is going to be playing in between Zeke and Joe to start the scrimmage. Yep. And I think that's going to be important for him too. And I like the fact that that team also has Rocco because now we're going to get a see chance to see Rocco and Billy Shrouth on the field together. And, you know, I've heard some good things about how Rocco performed down the stretch of the spring. We'll see if that carries into the blue gold game, because I'll tell you right now, for some reason, at any point in time in the next year or two, whether it's after Christophic leaves or if Christophic goes down or something, whatever. And you've got Billy Shrouth and Rocco Spindler card. Rocco still has a lot to do in regard to getting his feet right and all that kind of stuff. But the one thing I've said about him this spring, Ryan, is if you get if he gets his body on you, he's going to move you. Like he's a yes. strong physical kid. He just has to get his feet right. And I'm hoping that, you know, after what we saw down the stretch, that you know, some things I've heard about how he's played is is, you know, that that he's starting to figure that stuff out because that's a big boy. And Billy Shrouth is a big boy. And if you get those two guys on the field together and um, you know, 
that they got a chance to they got a chance to you know have some some movement there a little bit. And if I'm if I'm Jabron Payne, I'm like, all right, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Sam. Appreciate you. Give me this offensive line, then we'll get a run behind. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what that unit's gonna look like. I really am. I am too. I really am. I, I'm excited to see the offensive line because there's a lot of defensive line talent they're going to be facing. You know, we mentioned the team of Jordan Botello and Joshua Burnham on one side. On the other side, we got Riley Mills rushing from the interior as a full-time three technique. So and there's going to be a lot of battles, and it's one of those situations where I want to see some younger guys rise to the occasion against some of the veterans. So that'll be a lot of fun. Brian, we talked a lot about the blue team can wide say, receivers. Can I yes. say something just real quick? We just of got course. we just finally got the official roster. And I was correct in my assumption that Nana was going to be on the blue team. So gotcha. I just looked at it. He is going to be on the blue. He's listed on the blue team. So I'm Perfect. just going through that roster now. So just wanted Sounds to good. clear that up real quick. Go ahead, Ryan. Absolutely. No, I was just going to say, we, we talked a lot about the blue team wide receivers, and I want to hyper-focus on them for a second. Again, that's Chris Tyree, Tobias Merriweather, Dion Colsey, Rico Flores Jr., and Braylon James, not to mention also Holden Stace at tight end. So a lot of pass catchers on the blue team. Brian, the gold team defensive backs are going to be put into a lot of battles yeah. in this game. I mean, we talked yeah. about it. They got the safety tandem of Xavier Watts and Ramon Henderson. Jaden Mickey, Chance Tucker are going to be tested a lot in this game. And I'm a, a, Look, we haven't seen a ton of Chance Tucker other than practice reps. Right. And we, ha- we saw Jaden Mickey, and he obviously he had some struggles as a freshman. But you were talking about it yesterday that – Jaden's had a good spring, right? Like yeah. it looks like he's play, been playing well. So I'm excited to see these young corners along with the veteran safeties take on this much wide receiver talent. I think that's going to be one of the cooler headlines or like back and forth, I think, in this football game that I'm going to be really watching. Well, and Jaden Mickey's a guy we were excited about a year ago, right? Yeah. I mean, he didn't just forget how to play football. He 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 struggled because he's he's aggressive and he was kind of thrust in some situations I don't know that he was ready for. I think Knowing Jaden and then not so he's tested that way. He's being tested as as a young man off the field. These are things you learn from, and they make you better and they make you stronger. And I want to see him go out and finish the spring off. And and for Chance Tucker on the gold team, and then uh, Bill, Ryan Barnes on the blue team. Like, hey, this is your chance to kind of cap off the spring with a with a strong showing and have some fun at it. So I I, I think those are things that you look at and say that's going to be a heck. That's going to be. We talked about this yesterday, Ryan. Yes, I would love to see Benjamin Morrison going against Deion Colsey and Tobias Merriweather, yeah. but I think we're going to learn a lot more from watching Chance Tucker and Jaden Mickey go against those guys. We already sure. know who Benjamin Morrison is. We've seen Benjamin Morrison go up against Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ekbuka and and you know Jordan Addison and Josh. I mean, we've seen him go up against all those guys last year. We know who Jordan Addison is. We saw him dominate Clemson's receiver. I mean, uh, Benjamin Morrison is. I want to see Jaden against those guys. I want yep. to see chance against those guys. That's what I'm that's what I'm really looking forward to. And I think that battle is going to be fun. That gold gold secondary and gold D line against the skill of the blue team. Yep. That's you know, that's gonna be uh yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Very interesting. And I'm gonna be interested because you just mentioned Benjamin Morrison also. Can any of these gold team wide receivers make some plays against him? I mean, Jaden Thomas is probably going to do most of his work in the slot, as we've seen. But Jaden Greathouse is a guy that I'm going to be very interested to see if he gets some one-on-one opportunities against Benjamin Morrison. Can you take it? Up? I mean, I guess the, the overarching thesis of this, right, is that we have one freshman wide receiver on one side and Jaden Greathouse on the goal team. 
You have Braylon James, Enrico Flores on the blue team. I, I guess more than anything, I'm just looking forward to seeing which one of those freshmen really take a step forward. Which one mm-hmm. of those guys have the breakout game, if any, or if they, all of them just have good performances. Like I don't know exactly what the end result's going to be, but I'm excited to see what those freshmen can bring to the table at wide receiver. Uh, here, here's something. Here's something, Ryan. Too when you when you look at this, um, the makeup of the of the gold team. Who's going to be the boundary receiver? Yeah, like, is it going to be Jaden Thomas? Is it going to be Jaden Jaden Greathouse? I, I'm actually very interested in seeing maybe Jaden Greathouse playing in some of the boundary. Same. I'm very curious about that. Uh, we, you kind of look at where he is right now with Caleb Smith leaving the team, the elder Caleb Smith. Yeah. There's a there's a big hole there for who's the number who's the who's the next W behind Deion Colsey. Yeah. Is it is it where they're going to have to you know play Tobias there at times? Is it going to be a deal where Jaden Thomas Jaden Thomas got to go over there at times? I hope not. I don't I don't love Jaden in the boundary. Although there's some things Jaden can certainly do there. Or is it say hey Jaden Greathouse Rico Braylon James this is your shot you guys want to crack the two deep that's the best place to do it because right now Jaden Greathouse most of his reps that we've seen this summer spring have been in the slot the the big catch he had last Saturday was up the up the seam in the slot. Do you give him a chance to play some boundary? That's a question I'm going to have because in the slot right now, you've got Jaden Thomas, and Chris Tyree. That That's going to be tough to crack that too deep. Yeah. Boundary behind Dion, it's a little bit more. So I, I'm very curious to see who's going to play the boundary. Is it Jaden Thomas or is it uh, is it going to be – because because here's the other thing. Let's, let's say that they want to start rotating Jaden Thomas more and playing him boundary and slot to open up some opportunities for Chris Tyree to maybe play a little bit more in the slot to where, because here's the thing, right? Here's the conundrum that Notre Dame faces this year receiver. You got to get Chris Tyree on the field. Got to get Chris Tyree on the field. You got to get in the football. But he play, he right now is playing the same position as your most reliable returning receiver, Jaden Thomas. So are you literally just going to split carries to where Jaden Thomas plays or, and Chris, or Chris Tyree plays and that's it? Or, do you say yes? Jaden Thomas is at his best in the slot, but Jaden can also do some other things at X and at W, and then goes back into the role that you and I have always said we'd like to see Jaden Thomas ultimately play, which is he kind of does a little bit of everything, but on money downs he's in the slot. That's that's right. where I'm coming from, Ryan. So, do, do, do we get a chance to see Jaden Thomas maybe just get some boundary work on Saturday? That's something I'm curious about, right? It's going to be interesting. And then, because the, uh, the, the, that's a thought, right? You could move Jaden Tom, Jaden Greathouse over there and say, hey, we'll let you go there. But Jaden's been working on the slot all spring. Do you really want to put that on a freshman who's been playing? Or, hey, Jaden Thomas has played inside and outside. Let him get that work and see what he can do. That's sure. the that's the decision that Coach Stuckey and Coach Freeman and Coach Parker have to make. But it's certainly one of the interesting things as I break down this roster and say, okay, what does this look like? Um, it's going to be fun to see that. Yeah. And it, one thing I forgot to mention was on the gold squad, Lorenzo Styles is also going to be playing corner. So on top of Jaden Mickey, on top of Chance Tucker, you're also going to see some Lorenzo Styles. Ryan, you want to talk about baptism by fire, sir? Lorenzo, you're playing some corner now, right, brud? Yeah, you got Tobias. Go yeah. check Dion. Go check all those guys. <laughs> like that's, that's a- But you, you know what? If you know Lorenzo Styles, if his yeah. head is on – the, the in the right space which it sounds like it has been all spring yeah that's what he wants i mean and i think that's kind of the the thing that that the coaches have been hinting at is 
he's got the mindset to be a good corner yeah. because he's one of those, like I said, kind of cocky, quietly cocky. I've said this before. Lorenzo like hardly ever smiles. I would never see pictures of him with his teammates. He's very rarely smiling. And he's very quiet in, 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 in public around the media. But you talk to people around the team, and they're like, yeah, that's not how he is when he's away from the media. I mean, he's he's an engaging kid, and he's got a, you know, that kind of – that. but he's very cocky, but 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 but, more, but not in the same way Jaden Mickey is. You know what I mean? Right. Where Jaden Mickey's going to let you know about it. Lorenzo just kind of has that, and he'll make that little sly, like little I'm about to, you know, kind of thing. And so I, I think that's what he wants. And I think, it's a, like you said, it's a good test for him. Let's see what you're made of. You know, yeah. let's go throw you to the fire and see what you're made of. But because uh, I kind of feel like that about the offensive line too for the blue team, right? I mean, looking at the blue team offensive line, I'm thinking, okay, all right, Tosh <laughs> and Sam Pendleton and Ashton Craig, good luck, guys. You know, going yeah. up against these these dudes on the other side. And man, even even Blake's gonna have some tests in yeah. this game, man. He's gonna well, have some tests too. Ryan, that was that was my next big takeaway though. Is right there yeah. is I'm glad that they're putting the rules on about you can only blitz one every four downs because, and I'm curious to see how that gets tested in the game. Cause you know, who's monitoring that. Right. But uh, I, I am looking forward to seeing that, but what this does is this allows us to get a really good glimpse as to what the defensive line is right now. Cause one of the things I mentioned in the show yesterday was in the two practices we saw, I didn't see a whole lot from Jordan Batelho primarily because they were doing so much blitzing that he was, you know, dropping or twisting. And it wasn't just like a lot of pure four-man. We didn't see a whole lot of just pure four-man pass rushes. Right. And so now it's like, okay, well, let's see what Jason Onye can do. Let's see what Gabriel Rubio can do. Let's see what Josh Burnham and those guys can do. Jordan uh, Jr. Tuyalamaka is going to be the starting Viper on one team. And let's see what Javante can do because there's a lot more onus being put on the defensive line to create pressure based on the makeup of the current rosters or the, uh, the current, the, the, the makeup of the current, like the way gameplay is going to be. Yeah. And that's another takeaway. I want to see the defensive line be able to make some plays. Now, of course the counters, well, that means the offensive line's not good. No, it, it's like what I wrote about in, them, in that Intel piece yesterday. If you're good on the lines, both lines, it means that there's good back and forth. And even you can always tell, Hey, these are both pretty good units, you know? Sure. So you're going to have some win, some lose, some moments, and that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. But I, I want to see the defensive line be able to put some pressure on the quarterback on Saturday with some individual pass rushes. And who's that guy that steps up in that regard? So that so receiver, I want to see the playmakers make a plays. My next my next takeaways, I want to see the D line get tested a little bit, see how they handle it. Yeah, and, and it, it, this is a perfect one to really, I think kind of isolate the defensive line and get a real good feel for what the pass rush and just what the impact could be, Brian, because if they get to the quarterback, quarterback's not live, right? It's not like you have to worry about your quarterback getting hit all the time and all that great stuff. Like you can truly evaluate what does Jordan Patello look like right now? Is he ready to be that guy? You look at a guy like a Joshua Burnham, is he ready to take that step that we hope that he's ready to take? Is a guy like Alexander Ehrensberger going to be a guy that can, you know, create some chaos and be a player on the defensive line? I'm very excited about the defensive line. I'll tell you one takeaway for me, Brian. With six tight ends out, you're going to get a big dose of hold face, baby. <laughs> he's going to 
Like him and Davis Sherwood are like the last men standing. You know, it's like, oh, oh you guys man. are all we got left at the scholarship tight end. So good luck. If, Stay if, safe. If, if the over-under was three and a half receptions for Holden Stace, I would take the over right now before they yes. change the line. I would take yes. it right now because yes. he is, along with Davis Sherwood, the only scholarship tight end. And a guy that I'm really excited to see, though, in this game. You know, unfortunate that we won't be able to see Mitchell Evans and Eli Raritan coming back from injury and Kevin Bauman and, you know, the rest of the tight end group. But I am excited that Holden Stace is going to get a whole lot of opportunity, man. Because yeah. to your point, Brian, we kind of know what Mitchell Evans is to a degree. We we think we can know what Holden Stace could be, though, but we haven't seen the full scope of it yet. So I get to see a lot of Holden Stace, man, which I think is going to be a really fun time. Yeah. Well, and then we talked yesterday too, Ryan, about the breakouts. And we said, yeah, I mean, yeah, you like to see Mitchell Evans a little bit, but I mean, we kind of know what he is. I thought he kind of had his breakout in the bowl game. I want to see what Holden Stace can do. Well, we're going to get a chance to see that. So <laughs> I, I just – I'm just very curious how they're going to handle some of this personnel stuff, you know, yeah. and I think we'll see a lot of huddling. I don't think we're gonna see a lot of tempo. I think they got to make this thing stretch. You know what I mean? Because they are going to be a little limited on some of those things. And are they going to have the two tight ends playing? I mean, like it wouldn't shock me if the tight ends are also both wearing green and <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, like, you would have to on the gold side, if you want to run any 12 personnel, right? Like you literally don't well, have, you have one tight end. Yeah. I know the ones crossing probably doing the green, but yeah, man, you're going to have to, if you want to run anything other than 11 and 10 personnel in this football game. Okay. So next, next, well, the nothing thing for me too, Ryan, that I, the kind of what I'm looking for in this game is I want to see if we, if we get a chance to see any new wrinkles from yeah. the offense. That's something I'm really looking forward to. I mean, I don't expect that Jared Parker is going to come out there and say, okay, everybody, here's my whole playbook. Let, let, let's take a shot at it. But <laughs> right. I mean, we are, even within that, we are going to see some, some unique aspects of like, okay, what's the run game look like? What are some of the, you know, are they really going to use RPOs a lot? Is it, are they going to do them in this game? Like what are some of the, maybe the concepts we see? I, I am also very much looking forward to seeing that. I, I do want to see, this team takes some shots like we've been hearing they're doing a yep. lot during the spring. Those are aspects of the spring that I want to see too, is you know, we're not going to learn as much about the defense because of the nature of the, you can only pressure once every four downs. Sure. But offensively, I do think it'll give us a chance to give us, get a little bit of a glimpse into what Jared Parker is all about. Yep. And, and I also think to that degree too, Brian, I think someone said in the chat earlier, do we think that Chris Tyree is going to be used all around the formation and like in this game specifically, no, I don't think that you're going to see a bunch of jet motion and all. I don't think he's going to move around as much as what you might see with him during the year. Because again, like why would, why would Jared Parker show that now he get he gets nothing out of showing that right this second, because then teams have seen it. Right. And I, I think that for me, it's more about like, I'm interested to see what Chris Tyree looks like is a, generally as a wide receiver. Like I know that if I put him, let's say in motion and I give him an end around, for instance, or I give him a jet occasionally, or I motion him into the backfield. I know he can do that stuff, right? Because I know the speed he has and I know his comfort carrying the football, but what does he look like actually running routes? That's a big takeaway for me. It's like Chris Tyree. I want to see, can you run a variety of routes? Are you limited in the route tree that you can run? I actually want to see him as a wide receiver in this football game not as much as that gadget player, because I don't think we get as much out of seeing the gadget stuff. And I don't think the offense gets as much out of seeing the gadget stuff in this game. Cause I don't think they really gain much from that right now. Like that's more of a game one here it is right. or 
game five, or, here it is. Like mix it in as it, yeah. as the season obviously goes on. Of course, the um, the counterweight, the, the the devil's advocate argument is it's a spring game. Have some fun. Sure. You know what I mean? Run reverses and flea flickers. And I mean, if, if you're going to say it's fun, then just have fun. Just, I mean, really yeah. just get silly with it. And then, because the thing is like, look, we're not going to run a lot of that stuff during the season. So let's let everyone like stress about that all all summer that oh my god did you see all the crazy stuff they ran or you know like i i would I, if it, again jared parker didn't grow up a Notre Dame fan i don't believe so he wouldn't like maybe think about this but like i would like if i was being silly i'd say okay let me think of some of the big games that Notre Dame played in and some of the plays that they ran and i'm gonna run those and see if people pick on it so like one thing i would do remember that reverse they ran to adrian jarrell against florida state mm-hmm. i'd run that you know what i mean like with tyler buckner you know just Make it look like you're running option left, speed option left, and then click that, you know, and just have some fun with it. I mean, those are those are things that's that's the counter argument, right? I mean, I tend to agree with yeah. you, like run your offense, right? Yes. But if you're gonna have fun, then have fun. Like then literally make it fun and, and do some of that fuss. You know, you get like you get three trick plays a game each side of the ball, you know, so have fun with them, make them work. Those uh you know, again, I don't want it to be stupid, like you know, you're running some like you know the the what's the old thing that they used to run? It can't do it anymore. The thing that Nebraska, the fumble ruski. Like, fumble I don't see anything yeah, like that, right? Yeah. It's, it's against the rule. You can't do it anymore. But like, I don't <laughs> see silly stuff like that. Statue and, of Liberty. Uh, yeah, I don't. You know, <laughs> hook it ladder. You know, some reverses and some. <laughs> you know, throw a now screen out there, but throw it throw it backwards and then let the yeah. guy throw it. I mean, yeah, fine. Had some fun with it. You know, triple re- triple reverse, man. Get it out. Yeah. Annexation of Puerto Rico. We need yeah. everything playbook. Yeah, here. like like that's that's getting a little crazy with it. Like I don't want to necessarily <laughs> that, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing some of that other kind of stuff. It, it'll it'll be fun to see it. So yeah, and I, I'm mostly. I mean, my biggest takeaway, Brian, more than anything, I'm excited to see the energy in the stadium again, man. I'm excited for it. Right, like that's my big takeaway. Is I I I want to see because my one biggest joy of seeing the team last year in pra- the practice I was able to attend. We're seeing Jaden Mickey swagger and him kind of with the juice, right? Who are the juice guys on this team? Because that was one thing last year that I feel like people heard me every single week. I'm like, I don't know who the guys are on this team that give you juice, right? Like, where's the juice come from? I know Jaden's one of them, but like, do some of these freshmen have a little swagger to them where you're like, oh, okay, they get us pop riled up a little bit? Is it one of these veterans now going into a different type of role where like they're bringing a little bit more energy, a little bit more juice to the table? I'm excited to see the kids have fun. Honestly, yeah. like that's at the end of the day, I'm excited to see them run around and have good time on Saturday. I really well, am. One of the we haven't got so we're going to do a mailbag after this. So I just like started a question from Katie Keevers, a couple others. We don't have a lot of questions right now, but you guys throw and go and throw your your mailbag questions in there. And, but I'm going to bring this one up now because it, I think it's relevant to the conversation that you just brought up, Ryan. And this is from Beezer 12, Washing Beard. Can we talk about the culture of this team? Everybody's having a good time playing some ball. Never got that vibe from, from uh, the Kelly regime. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this, like, look, I don't, I don't want to be that guy that's just constantly taking unnecessary shots at Brian Kelly that he doesn't deserve. But I also have no problem throwing shade at areas where I threw a shade in before. What I can't stand is when people, I'm not saying you're doing this, Beezer. I'm talking about myself. I, I can't stand when people criticize a coach that left for things that they weren't willing to criticize him for when he was here. For me, that's one of those things I always criticized him for was the team just never looked like they were a bunch of kids having fun. And yeah. you've got to balance that with also still being a very disciplined team and a team that understands what's in front of you. And so 
to me, this is one of those things where these kids are having fun. It's very obviously have fun. You see it in practice. You see it in this. I want to see it on Saturday, but at the same time, making sure that you're also instilling, you can be disciplined within that energy. And that's something that I want to see. And these kids seem to really get along well with each other. There's a lot of really good interactions. You know, you look at, if you go watch after the, the, they did the coin toss, what is the first thing Sam Hartman does? He walks up in front of the, the crowd he's like you know raise his hands pumping him he's having fun like he does not feel uncomfortable in that room despite the fact he hasn't only known these guys for four months yep and stuff like that i think is really important you know you, you you're, you're looking in the stands you're like okay who are the kids this is me as a coach this is what stuff i would always do who's hanging out with who up in the stands yep and you can start to see certain guys like okay kind of hanging out and, and interacting and and all that kind of stuff you just see a team that to me is excited and look i'll just tell you all again now and it's not about the blue gold game but there's a lot of energy in this in this locker room and there's a lot a lot of these kids believe what the coaches believe because the coaches have been beating into their heads of we're not building for something else we're not building for 2024 we're not building for 2025 we're trying to win this thing in 2023 and there's two ways you can go with it one is to say this is the expectations of notre dame and and you better it and that's one way, and that maybe creates some tightness. Or the other one is like, this is what the expectations are, and there's not a soul outside this locker room that believes we can do it. Yeah. And so let's go out there as one heartbeat, as one family, as one unit, and show them who we are. And I think that's kind of the way that I see this team reacting. It's why I don't, you know, we we had some scuffles in practice, but nothing like what we've seen in the past. And 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 be, I, I don't see as much of the offense versus defense rivalry that we saw in the past. I see competition. Yes. I, but I don't see sort of the the some of the negative energy that we would see in the past, even last year. And look, we said this after the after the season. I'm not going to name names, but you and I said after the season, some guys that are now gone, it's going to end up being a positive from a culture standpoint. That's yeah. just the reality of it. Maybe maybe they. I don't know if they're going to be as good as football players, but from a culture standpoint, there's going to be more buy in to this football team this year, I believe, than what we saw last year. And we're saying that. And, and look, I'll, I'll drop the intel piece now because of what we discussed on the message board last night. You know, we did drop that intel piece, and, and, I'll, and I'll give one little nugget that I got from it. And that nugget is basically that the, the, I, I talked to a coach that was at practice. He's someone who's outside the organization, someone who, who – you know, coaches look for different things, right? Like we look at different things and you look at it and say, okay, when this guy tells me this, it means something. And what he said to me was, he goes, this team, this team respond, you can, they respond really well to Marcus Freeman. And there was a comment similar about Al Washington and how the D line is really playing hard for him. It was not the case last year. Now, that's partly on the players. It's also partly on the coach. It's up to you yeah. to do what you got to do to get that room to buy in. And if they're not buying in, you got to make some tough decisions. But for whatever reason, Coach Washington's pushing the buttons the right way where this unit right now is playing hard for him. But the bigger picture is, is that they, they bought, they've bought into Marcus Freeman. I think that was one of the big question marks and concerns I had is after the 9-4 and four season, after the bad loss to Marshall, after the Stanford loss, is the shine off. I don't care what fans think. I don't care what the media thinks. There's some of the shine of Marcus Freeman's off from those standpoints, but I don't care. What I care about is what do the kids in the locker room think? 
and yeah. and we see it in practice a little bit. But talking to people that are there when the media is not around, that's where I get some of the stuff that, that I value the most. And when I hear people tell me that this team really responds to him and they and they they're 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 they, the, the way they interact with the coaches is very um, positive. You can see the instruction, the butt chewing followed by I got you, coach. Because here's what I look for. Okay, this guy's getting on me. Is, is Al Washington's getting on a D lineman? Does the kid just keep walking away from him as he's yelling at him, or does he stop and turn around? Does he put his head down, or does he look him in the eyes like a man? When I feel like there's a healthy room, it's when I'm getting on you, your eyes come right to me. You may not like what I'm saying, but your eyes come right to me. That tells me you may not be happy that I'm ripping your butt, but you're you're listening, you respect what I'm saying to, you, and you're going to do it right the next time. We're seeing more of that. And so I think those are important things. And I think that's kind of what people are seeing when they're watching this thing and you're seeing the kids you know, being allowed to have, cause like, I think it's, it was important to let the kids be the ones voting with the coaches. It yeah. wasn't just Al Washington dealing, doing it. I was right in the middle of that huddle and they're all giving them input. And they're making their picks. And same thing is going over there. I, I think the kids are buying into what he's selling. And I think there's more buy-in now than there was a year ago, which is, I wasn't sure if that was going to be the case, Ryan. I really didn't. Yeah. It was a big question mark. And I think that's something that's very important. I don't know if we're going to be able to see that in the blue gold game, but that's a takeaway from the spring that I think you did see a little bit today. And I think Beezer's comment kind of points that out a little bit. Yeah. And I think that's great to see, obviously, from Coach Washington. But Beezer, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's why I comment on it a little bit. And I was talking more about the energy than maybe just like the, the morale, which obviously Brian went into a little bit. That's where bit. it comes like that's from. More, that's where yeah. energy comes from, right? Is yeah. is is that it the morale leads to you just being able to feel like you can go out there and express yourself and have fun and you look forward to being around your boys every day. Yeah. I'm looking I'm a, forward to this battle. I'm, I'm a big believer, especially in the football space, especially in the sports space in general. And I mean, most avenues in life, honestly, like professionally, I guess, is when someone feels comfortable and they feel like people have their back, you are more confident and you perform better. Like that's just kind of where it is, right? Like when I played football, it's like when I knew my coaches had my back, and they trusted me to do the job and to embrace it, I played faster, right? Like I was confident because I knew people had my back and that people were going to support me no, no matter what. And I think that, that matters a lot. I mean, players play looser, they play faster, and they want to work hard too. Like that's the thing. It's like I think people miss this a little bit. We we're talking about 18 to 23-year-olds for the most part. I mean, I know we're going to talk about some – 24 year olds, I guess, because we're talking about six year seniors at times now. But I mean, 18 to 23 year olds, man, we're still young men in that situation, right? And if a guy is showing me that, hey, I know the blueprint and I believe in you, I'm going to work harder, right? Because I believe in what they're telling me, I believe in it. And as a person that played high school and then played a little bit of college, like, Every coach I ever had that was honest with me and that I knew cared about me, I worked twice as hard because you know what? I yeah. wanted to impress them. I wanted to make them proud at the end of the day. So I think that that morale, that philosophy, that atmosphere, like that stuff matters so much. So I agree with you 100% on that. I agree completely. Well, this is what we've talked a lot about Harry Eastan. I mean, he, yeah. would, he would get after his guys. They took it. When he coached me, looked him right in the eyes because there was a level of respect there. This coach has got my back. Yeah, I don't like the fact that I just heard eight MFs or whatever. But what you hear in the MFs is the teaching. And that's what the veterans would always tell the younger kids. Ignore the curse words because he's never just yelling at you just to yell at you. There's always yeah. something there. 
But when and when you buy into what your coach is saying, he may be ripping your butt, but he's 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 doing it for a reason, for a purpose. And so you're seeing a lot more of that. You're seeing a lot more of that when a coach is jumping on a guy, for the most part. There now you'll see some freshmen that don't respond that way. And then they the coaches get on them and 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 you hear the veterans, and that's part of teaching the culture to the next generation, so to speak. Yeah. So those are some of the things that I've really liked to see, Ryan, this spring is is just that energy. And I think but what I'm saying is, is I think you nailed the energy part. What I think the energy is a byproduct of that. Sure. Is my whole point. And that's what yep. I'm excited about. And I hope we get it. I hope fans get a chance to see that a little bit on on Saturday. Because there's always that danger when when you've convinced them, hey guys, this is just fun. If this is just fun, it's like, okay, does this become like a Pro Bowl or an all-star <laughs> game where it's like, you know. Two hand touch and how hard yeah. am I really going to get after <laughs> when I know that, you know, but I hope it's, uh, I hope it's um, something we get to see a lot of that. Absolutely. Last thing for me, Ryan is yep. um, uh, last takeaway for me is I do want to see how the quarterbacks play. Now, am I evaluating long-term projections on how they play in the blue gold game? No, but does that mean that I'm not very intrigued to see how they play? Absolutely. I am. And it's, and it's, it's obviously I want to see Kenny Minchie play, he was my guy that I hope has a breakout. I was get a chance, another chance to see Steve Angeli. We haven't seen Steve Angeli throw a pass since last year's Blue Gold game, right? Mm-hmm. And but but also look, I, I do want to see what Tyler Buckner and Sam Hartman bring to the table. There's no doubt. Yep, I, and I, I I think that that's going to be the main takeaway for people is that we've talked a lot about quarterback play this spring because there's a lot of different layers and a lot of different headlines with that. Talk about Sam Hartman transferring over from Wake Forest as the all-time leading passer in the ACC. You talk about Tyler Buckner's ascension throughout the spring. And the last time we saw him, he was scoring five touchdowns in a bowl game victory over an SEC school. Like, that is a fact. You talk about Steve Angeli in year two, and you talk about Kenny Minchie in his first spring as a member of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. There's a lot of different headlines in that room, and all of them are interesting, man. I mean, honestly – it's not just like one quarterback's going to captivate me during this game. I'm going to have my eyes on that whole room because it's like, that's a fun headline. That's a cool headline. That guy's worth watching. It's not just one guy either, Brian, to your point. It's the whole room. It's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. And look, I I hope they all play well just because I don't want to have to deal with it. I mean, I, I'm going to throw as many warnings as I can about not reading too much into this. It's still going to yeah. happen. I mean, it's just it's going to happen a little bit. Gonna yeah, happen. Of course, it's going to happen a lot. Uh, and so hopefully if they all play well, then, then, you know, it, it is what it is. So, uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that one Katie Keepers had a question, Ryan. So will there be a clear number three after this Saturday? I, probably not. I mean, I think right now I would say that Steve Angeli's the number three right now, Yeah. but I, and I, but I don't know if again, a blue gold game is going to tell the difference of that. Right. I, but I, I will say this. I feel like we didn't learn something about Steve Angeli in last year's spring game. Because for all we say about how it doesn't matter and all that, as I said, it's still 30,000, 40,000 people in the stands and you're still playing in, on, in Notre Dame Stadium with a gold helmet on. And yep. to watch how he responded to that late-minute drive and the, just the calm, you learned something about him. you know. And, and are we going to learn something like that about Kenny Minchie this year? I'm yep. curious to see that. Very curious to see that. And, and it's just part of the learning process about this football team. So – and you know, you never know, man. Maybe, uh, maybe if they can um, find a way to say, "Hey, look, we're running low on D tackles." You know, Bryant Young, you want to throw a jersey? You know, it's gonna be three four hundred. Hey, Rocket, I, you know, you're not as fast as I used to, but you know, you're not being as fast. You're probably still four five. You want to come out here and get some handoffs? You know, we need some depth here. We need a slot for the gold team. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, 
maybe some get some of those guys down there. I say jokingly, but yeah, I'm looking. Well, I'm, I'm sure. Stuff. I'm sure Brian Young could still play. I'm sure Brian. Oh Young God, have, play. I'll just say this, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. When Bright Bryce came for his visit in January, yeah, his dad Bryant came with him, and he's walking past, and I'm like, this dude still looks like an NFL defensive lineman. <laughs> yeah, like. Some guys just don't know how to stop, man. Tight shirt on, and he still like had definition. And I'm like, yeah, this guy'd still whoop my butt, man. You know what I mean? Like, this guy looks like he still has it. But uh, yeah, it it, it's going to be great to see all the alums around. And just I said, the energy of the stadium is something I'm looking forward to seeing. What's that going to be like? It's going to be weird outside. Like the Joyce lots all dug up right now, and you know, uh, so Sean and I were at the last practice. So like we had been into practice like several days before. And then Sean was driving me to my car. Sean Davis was driving me to my car. I look over and they're like, dude, what happened to the Joyce parking lot? Like when you hear like two days ago, this thing was there. Now it's like all gone, you know? <laughs> so outside is going to be weird. It's not going to look the same, but inside I want to see that energy and, and, and uh, get a chance to learn. Like, you know, there's a lot of guys in this game, Ryan, I want to just see come out, man. I'm just starting to get fired up. Like I want to see Josh Burnham get a sack. I want to see Nolan Ziegler and Jalen Sneed, Trey Bowen and Jaden Osbury make a lot of plays. I want to see, you know, the freshman receivers go make some plays. I, I just, I just hope it's fun, man. And I hope that they really lose, let, let it rip and kind of, kind of go get back at it. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah. It's going to be fun. And I know somebody asked about some of the alumni that will be in attendance and we'll hit on that obviously during the mailbag, make sure you start getting those mailbag questions in because we're about to transition over there as we kind of finish up this blue gold game preview a little bit here. Brian, any final takeaways you want to see anything that's kind of going uh, to catch kind your of, eye i was kind of mine right there like i just want to see the young guys man i want to see tyson yes. ford i want to see the light go on for him i want to see josh burnham go out there and, and finish the spring off on a strong note i don't see nolan ziggler go out there and finish on a strong I see jalen sneed we didn't get to see it in the last couple practices i want to see if he's running around and see him making plays because that's what to me that's what the, like if uh if audrick estimate goes out there and runs for 170 yards like okay whatever like i already already <laughs> Um, I already knew that, right? Heisman Trophy yeah. started up. <laughs> the thing that popped in my head was there's a one of my one of my favorite comedians, a guy named Brian Regan, and he's got this funny skit about going to the doctor, and he says, "Yeah, I had a heartburn." I go to the doctor, and the doctor hands me a sheet, and he's got all the ways that you can get heartburn. He goes, "He goes, this just says all the ways you can get." He goes, "I already know that. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of it. I already know how to get it." You know, and just like I already know that Audrey can do that. I already know that Joe Walt's a dude. I already know that. You know that that uh, Benjamin Morrison's really good. I you know I, that's fine. That's great. I don't. I want to see those guys healthy. I want to see. I want to see what Josh Burnham's got. I want to see what Jalen Seed and Nolan Ziegler and Jaden Osbury and Drake Bowen got. I want to see what Braylon and Rico and Jaden Greathouse got. That's what I care more about. I don't care if Jaden Thomas gets thrown a single pass. I already yeah. know Jaden. I already know what Jaden Thomas is all about. I I you know I just. I don't really care about watching Blake Fisher in this game on Saturday. I already know he's going to be a dude this year. I want to see those kids that we're not sure about. I want to see Jason Onye, who we're not sure about yet. We're excited about the potential he's shown, but I want to see him go out there and, you know, again, it's just a blue goal game, but I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him get there, you know? So I just, uh, I, that's, that's the thing for me. That's what I love about blue goal games, Ryan. It's, it's really not about the veterans and that's no disrespect to them. Matter of fact, it's a compliment to them. It's a compliment to Benjamin Morrison and Joe Walt and Jaden Thomas and those guys, JD Burr. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't, I don't care. You know, I want to see the, I don't, I don't really care if Jordan Patelho does much in the blue gold game. 
I saw him do it in the Gator Bowl. That means a whole lot right. more to me than the blue gold game does. But I haven't seen Josh Burnham do that. I want to see, does Jordan Jr. tell him I could got any pass rushing ability? I know he can set the edge. I know you're not running on him. Can he rush the quarterback? We're going to find out, right? Yep. Those are all the fun things that I'm looking for. Can Can Aiden Kanaana give you anything? Can he be a player for you? This is going to be a chance for him to do that. Is Donovan Heinish what I think he is or not? I don't know. We're going to find that out. That's the stuff for me, Ron, that I just look really look forward to is, is, uh, is seeing that, just seeing that group. Those are always the fun headlines. I feel like we're drawn to quarterbacks and the first timers. Guys, we don't know yet, man. I want to get to know these guys, right? Like I want to get to be able to delve up like an understanding for some of these true freshmen, retro freshmen, sophomores that we haven't seen a ton, some of the young guys for sure. So we're going to move over to the mailbag next. Again, get those mailbag questions in because we're wrapping up this blue gold game preview before we move over to the mailbag. If you could please – Hit that like button if you're watching us on YouTube. Subscribe to the podcast if you are on any of your favorite podcast platforms or on YouTube. Five-star reviews are very much appreciated. Boards at IrishBreakdown.com. I feel like every second of the day, Brian Driscoll's putting some more great intel on the board. So you need to go to the message board at Boards at IrishBreakdown.com. Sign up today. As always, Blue Gold Game this weekend. So we will have a lot of reactions this weekend. There will be a lot of, be a, there will be a lot of recruiting intel this weekend because there's going to be a lot of big-time recruits, both 2024 and 2025 alike, on campus. So make sure to stay tuned at irishbreakdown.com and boardsirishbreakdown.com. But with that, we're going to end the Notre Dame Blue Gold game preview here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.